it's Loom Group's Andrea Lay, Backview's Melissa Burdick, the wizard of Woodland Hills Shree, and I'm PVSB from Flywheel, a division of Omnicom, and I'm coming to you today from the Catskills. Be playing Heckinger's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 6th, and it's time for the Fresh Four, for curated news stories from the past week. We find them dependably intriguing. We hope you do too. We're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence news, retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Over to you, Shree. In case you're wondering what this background is, I'm at, I'm at my father-in-law's house all the way in Chennai, India for the next couple of weeks. So what's the message of the week? Kroger Precision Marketing strikes a partnership with none other than Yahoo DSP. So Yahoo DSP advertisers now have access to KPM's audiences for both reach and measurement. Partnership marks KPM's second DSP partnership since last fall and ushers in a new focus on commerce media for Yahoo advertising in particular. Collaborations like this one will define the next phase of growth in retail media as retailers recognize the limitations of monetization on their own digital properties and seek incremental growth by expanding offsite. This is said by Sara Marzano, principal analyst at eMarketer. For advertisers, the delayed but still impending deprecation of third-party cookies, which is now on its way, continues to underpin every decision regarding digital advertising dollars. So solutions that safeguard their investments against that hold increasing appeal. Over to you, Andrea. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. Walmart adds a new grocery line to its private brand's portfolio. Walmart has announced a new private label grocery brand called Better Goods. The line includes 300 items spanning categories such as frozen, dairy, snacks, beverages, pasta, soups, coffee, and chocolate. With most items priced under $5, Better Goods focuses on three key components, culinary experiences, plant-based, and made without. The retailer said Better Goods marks not only its largest private food brand launch in two decades, but also its fastest grocery brand brought to market. Over to you, Melissa. Thanks, Andrea. Uh, so, Savemark companies roll out in-store retail media networks. It's not enough that we have online. Now we're moving to in-store retail media networks. The Savemark companies plans to roll out in-store connect, an in-store retail media network powered by Quad Graphics Inc. To start, 16 of the grocery company stores will have digital screens, kiosks, end caps, shelf screens, and vertical banners throughout, allowing CPG partners to showcase promotions, product information, and recommendations to shoppers. The program will eventually roll out to all the Savemark companies, approximately 200 stores. This is Savemark's latest retail media effort, coming almost a year after a launch of its own retail media network. Over to you, Peter. Thanks, Melissa. Rite Aid expands Uber Eats' partnership for alcohol delivery in eight states. Nearly 1,000 Rite Aid stores will now offer alcohol delivery via retailers' expanded partnership with Uber Eats. Customers of legal drinking aid can get delivery from select stores in California, Idaho, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Virginia, and Washington. Quote, our collaboration and trusted partnership with Uber Eats underscores our commitment to meet the evolving needs of our customers and providing a seamless digital shopping experience complements their busy lives, unquote, said Jeannie Walden, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Rite Aid, the U.S.'s third largest pharmacy retailer. That's it for the Fresh Four. Now on to the CPG Guys episode that you've downloaded. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan, 
Peter V.S. Bond explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Shri and Peter. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to the CPG Guys podcast. I'm PVSB, a.k.a. the East Coast CPG Guy. I'm also the Vice President of Strategy and Development at Fetch Rewards, a mobile loyalty platform. My co-host, the West Coast CPG Guy, well, he's a bit under the weather with the flu right now. So I'm running the show myself today. Shri, hope you feel better soon, old buddy. Hey, this is Women's History Month in March 2022. Since 1995, Presidents have issued a series of annual proclamations designating the month of March as Women's History Month. These proclamations celebrate the contributions women have made to the United States and recognize the specific achievements women have made over the course of American history in a variety of fields. The CBG guys are very proud to celebrate Women's History Month. We have a plethora of women joining us in conversations in the month of March. Hope you're enjoying them as much as we are. Before we get to our guests, I'll remind our audience that all of our content may be found by visiting cpgguys.com. And if you aren't already following us on LinkedIn, just go to the mobile app and in the search box, enter CPG Guys. And when you get to our page, simply click follow. That way you'll be privy to all of the content we are producing. And the best thing about it, doesn't cost nothing, totally free. You know, that we've got a I can't believe we're not charging for that. It's a lot of good content, but no, seriously, it's all free. Please enjoy it. And remember to check out our colleagues on the FMCG Guys podcast. They're hosted by Daniel and Efrain. And they're taking our format and applying it across the pond to speak to retail and fast-moving consumer goods luminaries from a European perspective. Just visit fmcgguys.com to learn more. And, of course, we're proud to partner with Next Up formerly known as Network of Executive Women, whose mission it is to advance all women in business and to promote the cause of gender equality and career development. Please visit nextupisnow.org to learn more about this great group, particularly during Women's History Month. There will be a hyperlink to Next Up in the digital liner notes of this podcast. Elevating your brand with digital advertising campaigns that leverage personalization technology and target Optimal Moments delivers strong performance for brands and a more relevant and enjoyable shopping experience for consumers. This is what we'll be discussing in more detail today. So let's get into it. Joining us for today's episode is Risa Crandall, the Senior Vice President of CPG Strategy and Sales at Aki, along with Patty Discamps, Associate Director of Customer Experience for the Clorox Company. Please join me in welcoming to the podcast both Risa and Patty. Hey, ladies, how you doing? Hi, Peter. Thank you for having me. This is Patty here. I'm super happy to be here. And this is Risa. Happy to be back. It's always fantastic to be with the CPG guys and with Patty. I I don't know. Nothing gets better. Terrific. Thanks to both of you ladies for joining us today. I'm sorry that Sri couldn't be here. Hope you get well soon, Sri. In the meantime, I will keep calm and carry on for both of us. Hey, before we get to the questions that we've prepared for both of you, let me start with Risa. Risa, can you direct people to where on the web they can learn more about a key? And would you give us a brief overview of what services you offer to your clients? You got it. So yes, a key technologies. We do have the shortest URL. Come and find us at a.ki. That's it. Our founders decided to make it short and sweet. 
and impactful. And that's what we do. So a key technologies is the moments company. So we're a technology company that uses our moments AI to power our personalization, which then in turn drives performance. So it's really exciting to speak today with Clorox because they have embraced what personalization can do for their brands. And more and more when I'm talking to, you know, leaders in our industry on the CPG side, as well as the Bev Alcazar side, there's such an interest in understanding this more and then tapping into the resources. That's great. And Patty? Yeah. So uh, I am the personalization lead for the cleaning division at Clorox. Um, just for the audience now, what I do, I am in charge of developing the strategies for personalization across the different Clorox brands and our campaigns. So think about um, my number one responsibility is to really engage with consumers by serving them the right message at the right time and place um, with two ultimate goals at the end of the day. One, it's like a get help consumers to get things done by sharing relevant information at the right time and also giving our consumers the best experience possible when they are interacting with us. So I can share an example just for you to know what we're trying to do with a key. Um, imagine if it's cold and flu season, it's the, it's November, and you live in an area where the cold and flu is spiking. So you're getting concerned um, as a person about getting the flu, especially when Thanksgiving and the winter holidays are just around the corner. So in the moment, you feel, oh, gosh, uh, I need to disinfect to protect me and protect my family against the flu. So in that moment, we catch you. We know that this is the mindset that you have. And we serve consumers um, 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 uh, prevention messaging uh, to let them know that we are here to protect them. So this is exactly what we have been doing with the key. And people can follow um, my LinkedIn account or can follow any of the social media handles of Glorox um, to see what we're doing and the programs that we do in general. Well, we're going to include hyperlinks to your LinkedIn profile, Reese's, and all of those handles uh, in the digital liner notes of this podcast. And Shri, I know you're listening. If you'd only prepared with some of Patty's products, you wouldn't have caught the flu. Now, would you have? Okay. Just anyhow. I'm just kidding, Shri. You know that. Um, we're, Shri and I are both very happy to partner with The Key to bring this episode to our audience today. So thank you both. Um, as I mentioned, we'll include hyperlinks in the digital liner notes. Remember, our audience, you never have to write it all down. Just 95% of you are using your mobile app to listen to this podcast. All you have to do is just open up the episode and click the hyperlink and boom, there you are. And you can follow along. Really good stuff. All right. So let's get to the conversation, shall we? I'm going to kick it off. Hey, Patty, your career uh, out of LSU was to P&G in finance. How did that kind of transition into personalization, which is you know my, my forte and what I love to do? I'm really curious about the the journey that you've made. Absolutely. So I started my career in PNG in finance as a graduate economist back in the day. Um, I'm this type of person who loves numbers in general. So this is my thing. Uh, but I quickly realized that my real passion is consumer uh, marketing. 
So I remember the very first time that I heard a focus group session with consumers. I was in finance, was invited to join this session, so I joined. Um, at that point, the objective was to understand consumers' reactions and feelings around a product that we were planning to launch um, in Latin America. And in my mind, I was completely sure that consumers would love our innovation. And what do you think? After the very first session, I just realized that what I was thinking was not at all what consumers were thinking about the product. So it was super engaged with the consumer, um, with the conversation that the moderator was having with the consumers. And I learned a lot of things from that section. But one of the things that I learned the most, it's like I really wanted to be in, in touch with consumers all the time. And I really wanted to help uh, my organization to help uh, to serve consumers the best way possible. So in everything that I do, in everything that I have been doing, I put the consumer at the center. And as I have been evolving uh, over time, my passion around the consumers have pushed me closer and closer to the customer experience world. And this is where everything started. It's very important to me. I do see CX as a professional, um, a thing that can help me grow as a professional. It can also bring business growth. But what really makes CX so important to me is that idea of serving consumers in a meaningful way. And that's how I went from finance to CX now in the marketing world. Wow. Customer centricity. I've, where have I heard that before? Oh, wow. That's basically everything my career has been about. So already you're at the top of my favorites list, Patty. So thank you for that. Risa, can you explain what personalized advertising is and why it's important? It really is unlocking the moments and understanding receptivity. So our company was born from our founders looking into the space and digital and saying, how do we understand and unlock receptivity? And then how do we personalize the message so that it is connecting to that consumer? Just like Patty said, I always say the consumers in the driver's seat, we're along for the ride. If we put interesting things on their journey, we have an opportunity to get them to consider a product, to purchase a product. So really understanding how to put that moment to that personalization. So one of the things that we've done with Clorox is really unlock the visualization of how the Clorox cleaning products connect with consumers. People want to see themselves in the audience segmentation that we do together. That is what drives personalization forward to performance. So that's the lens that we're always in here at Aki, and certainly that we're in in every program that we do that's personalization powered with Clorox. That's very helpful. So back to Patty. We understand what Aki is looking to do. How does a company like the Clorox company partner with Aki? And what is it that your team is involved with to bring this all to life, because I'm hoping that that it is closer to turnkey from a client perspective uh, and that Aki is doing all the heavy lifting to enable you to get what you're looking for, which are these moments of personalization. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So at Clorox, we work with a variety of vendors and partners and in the personalization space. So Aki is one of the partners that is helping us enhance the consumer experience by serving personalized advertising based on data and insights, which is very, very important to us, who these consumers are. With the key, we have delivered personalized tactics 
at scale. I really wanted to say that it's not only personalized for the sake of personalization. We are personalizing again individuals, but we're using personalization scale um, for, for to to get the best benefits out of this specific tactics. We start with a clear understanding about our audiences to raise this point, and what are the moments when these consumers are more receptive to our messaging. So with information in real time, which is one of the things that I love the most about personalization, they have helped us unpack the personalization journey as it is evolving on a daily basis. Peter, I can give you an example if you don't mind. Um, we have been doing a variety of personalization tactics with key, but one of the things that I like the most is in January this year, we launched a new product, Clorox Disinfecting Mist. This is a versatile product that really helps consumers to disinfect more than 100 surfaces, subsurfaces and hard surfaces. And a key has been helping us identify what are the consumers that are in that deep cleaning mindset and we are serving um, disinfecting, preventing messaging to those consumers in the moment when they are in that mindset. So a lot of things we have been able to do as partners for sure. All right, that's terrific. And by the way, I, I actually love the uh, design of the mist bottle. I think it is quite appealing. It's the kind of thing that I would want to put. I would have no problem leaving it out on the counter. I think it is quite appealing. Uh, and I think you've created a really functional and uh, and also appropriately designed product. So good for you. I want to remind our audience that I'm speaking with Risa Crandall from Aki and Patty Deskamps from the Clorox company. Okay, so how is the everyday value coming out of this partnership for you, Patty? And then Risa, if you could follow up with what would you say uh, from your perspective is making this partnership successful, Patty? Yeah, so when we partner with vendors in general, um, in the customer experience and personalization spaces, we are looking at vendors that share our values and principles as a company, right? That's very, very important to us. We expect our partners to do the right things for the consumer and for our company, and we expect them to help us champion our consumers to be well and thrive every day. So when all these elements happen, we get the most out of our partnerships, and that's very, very important, and that's what we've been able to do with Aki for sure. Yeah, and I'll add to that too, having a, a pre-brief conversation, right? Amber, who runs Point here at a key with Clorox, she will pre-discuss with the parties, with Patty, with the teams, so that we have we could start formulating the ideas. Then bring that to the creative team. Our creative studio, bar none, really can understand where the brand is and make those recommendations. But to Patty's point, make it easy. Right. It's about collaboration, but making it easy. So even with some of our clients that have said personalization seems like it's a lot of work. We've even boiled it down to where are the places that you need to come in brand or agency. And it's just the beginning, kind of in the middle. And then the final AOK, we do all the heavy lift. The technology does the lift. So when folks have that first experience, they really understand. They appreciate it. Going into it, they're saying, is it really going to be as easy as all that, you know, recent Amber and team? And the answer is yes, because the, again, the creative studio and the technology plus that pre-conversation, that pre-brief, I like to call it, is going to make the path seamless. Yeah, I would 
agree with you, Risa. When you set the expectations up front, you gather the information and you have a comprehensive process. After that first conversation where you lay out all the expectations, uh, if you can be successful at at reconnecting at appropriate times, uh, it's going to, one, make it so much simpler for the brand team to be able to uh, do this at scale. Uh, and, and also, if you're working on multiple different engagement products for different brands at the same time, it allows them not to be bogged down with one that detracts from the other. I think that's that's really a great game. Now, Risa, I've been reading uh, some content that Aki's been producing, and I've heard this term. It's called responsive dynamic personalization. Now, I, here I am. I'm just a simple personalization guy. Yeah, you can blame me for those six foot long register receipts at CVS. I, you know, guilty as charged. I, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be on my tombstone as long as it's six feet tall. I understand that, but. How is how is responsive dynamic personalization different from just, you know, every all day personalization? And, and can you give me some examples of this so that I have a better understanding? Yes. And that, that is a question we hear all the time. So where we bring this forward from a dynamic responsive. So is the fact that it's in the campaign. So let me give an example. Let's say you're getting ready for the NCAA tournament, right? Whether women's or men's or both, let's hope both, right? The women need the extra oomph, right? So you're watching, let's say women's, we'll start with women's. You're watching the Michigan versus UConn final game, right? It's super exciting. I'm a go blue. So go blue. You're watching and there's an ad, let's say for Clorox cleaning. And in that ad, real-time scores, real-time personalization, way to go, Michigan, two more points to go after the game and you finish up your snacks. Don't forget to clean up with the Clorox cleaning products by now. Let's flip it over to men's, for example. Let's say you're watching the men's and you're watching the final four and you're down to Wisconsin and Villanova, let's say, because I have a daughter there. So go Badgers. You're watching that game in real time. The scores, way to go Badgers. You only have four more points to get to the tournament win. While you're watching the game, go into instant delivery with Instacart or GoPuff and purchase Kingsford to be able to enjoy the celebration. Purchase your Hidden Valley Ranch to have an extra dip for after the celebration. So that ability to be in the message, personalizing to the team, the score, the product, and then the post and in-game, that's what responsive dynamic is. Reese, you mentioned Kingsford. You're making me think that we're getting to barbecue season. I'm going to have to go stock up on KC Masterpiece too, because I, I can't, I can't, you understand. I can't, I got to have some sauce on my ribs. It's just the way it's going to be. But that's actually quite helpful in, in understanding. You know, Patty, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you while I have you here, your predictions around this evolving customer experience space. Um, I'd love to know kind of where are you focused you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I always use hockey analogies, right? And I do this in the podcast episodes all the time. It's not where the puck is. It's, as Wayne Gretzky would say, it's where the puck is going. So I'd love to understand um, with all of this transformation going on e-commerce, particularly in the category we're talking about, which was so front and center during this pandemic, you know, how is personalization changing and evolving for the better for consumers. Absolutely. So let me start with the prediction. So 
For those that are in the CX personalization space, I would say three things. One, personalization itself. This is, we, personalization, it's evolving on a daily basis. So what we need to keep in mind is like, how do we as companies, as brands, can add value to consumers' life in every single interaction that we have with them. The number two, and I don't think this is a prediction, this is a reality, but it's evolving too, it's data privacy. This is a very, very important topic. Um, consumers are entrusting us their data. So we need to be guardians. We have a huge responsibility to understand how the laws are changing over time and how do we serve consumers with our own data um, by using the, that data right. And the third, which is, it's a trend definitely that we are hearing more and more and more. It's like understanding human co-experiences. Have you heard about the term? I don't know if you have heard, but this is the notion of human interaction beyond the real life. So more and more consumers, not gamers only, are using this human co-experience platforms to create new experiences to interact in a different way with other people. And it's it's a trend that we need to keep in mind. So personalization, data privacy, and uh, understanding human co-experiences are important. In terms of e-commerce, Absolutely. It's very important to keep in mind that, in my opinion, e-commerce, it's the how. It's how you talk to consumers um, in a way that it's relevant for them. How we interact through e-commerce by serving them not only the right product, but also the right message. So definitely e-commerce is a it's, it's an area that we need to keep in mind as we are evolving personalization over time. And personalization role is definitely evolving. It's something that it's, it's changing on a daily basis. And those that are on the front line of this area of expertise need to keep in mind new technologies, new trends, and how the consumer is evolving over time to ensure that we're doing the right thing for them um, on that personalization space. So those are the three things that I would keep in mind. I agree. I was just going to say privacy is so critically important, Patty, right? And we know that we've talked about that too, Peter, is really being on the a very advanced side of looking at the privacy laws, looking at the technology changes, and we continue to look forward on that. So I couldn't agree more. But also, too, you want to be respectful to the consumer as well, right? You could be on the right side, but still maybe take it a little bit in a place that the consumer is not comfortable. So it's really important to understand the consumer, right? As Patty has said, the consumer is who we are talking to here. But yes, as well, thinking about the new technologies, and I love the the human experience part, Patty, as well, because looking at human emotions and looking how that receptivity connects with consumers in a positive way is really unlocking when people are watching connected TV or they're gaming through connected TV. What are those experiences? What are their emotions? And when is that optimal moment to serve a message that is going to be respected, but also has that action item so they can either buy it now, add to list and consider the brand. Wow. A whole lot to unpack from, from your responses there. I couldn't agree more personalization requires 
uh, knowledge about your consumers. And so as advertisers, you have a responsibility to treat that data with the utmost respect. We just did an episode recently on this concept of zero party data. So it's first party data that is consensual from the consumer. And if you're going, if they're going to consent to do that, you, ha- you, you can't be using it in a crazy way that, that makes them regret and, and it reflects poorly on the brand and, the, and yours. I, I'm really happy to hear that a key is, is squarely focused on that. And I agree with you. Uh, having been working at a, at a pharmacy where my God, we had a, we had a, we had a chief privacy officer in place at the company that took it that seriously, particularly when you're dealing with healthcare information. So I agree with you. That's really terrific. Hey, um, Risa, one last question for you, because I always know you come to the table with some interesting new areas of focus that your organization is digging into. Why don't you let our audience know what's new and exciting at a key and what should we expect uh, in this really transformative advertising space? Yeah, it's really exciting. It's a really exciting time. One is, you know, where we are now part of Inmar. So all the advances that we're taking there um, when it comes to in the Bev Alcohol space, where we're doing the social and conversational commerce, really exciting work there that is about branding and driving performance. But I will say that the the human emotion part of it is something that I'm really passionate about because it gives us the understanding to to connect with consumers in a meaningful way and to really unlock that neuroscience part of it. So, you know, I think we're all kind of geeks at heart here when it comes to marketing. And that's a good thing uh, to be able to think about what is the neuroscience that goes into this. So unlocking those moments, thinking about that neuroscience and the test that we did here at a key for Super Bowl to really see, you know, I think a lot of statements have been made about what people respond to, but let's look at the science, right? Let's look at what people really are responding to and then build our programs based on real facts, right? That's really important to us. And then also being able to share what personalization does from a performance standpoint. And if we've done test and control and we've seen that it's 84% more powerful. So when some folks are saying, is it is it important? Is the juice worth the squeeze? We talked about that at one point, Peter. It is. And the juice is really healthy. And the juice is really full of vitamins and nutrition um, to be able to bring these programs forward. So it's really important to have the facts. I'm a big believer in that. Um, thinking ahead, but using the facts as our basis to be able to have the confidence to take these programs forward in our digital age. Well, to extend out that juice analogy, I think what I hear from you in terms of how the brands don't have to lean in and do too much work on this. You deliver all the juice, but you leave the pulp out, which is terrific, right? So how about that analogy? Anyhow, I want to remind our audience that uh, you should visit cpgguys.com where you can find all of our content, links to our podcast on 40 plus platforms and a list of other podcasts that we listen to when we're not listening to ourselves go on and on. And if you think you have something that you can contribute from a conversational standpoint, why don't you drop us an email at contact at cpgguys.com and maybe you can join us on the podcast like these two charming guests we have today. Hey, I want to remind our audience also that it's Women's History Month in March of 2022. I want to inspire you all to think and read uh, and learn more about gender equality and the importance that we need to respect the contributions that women have made to the advancement of our society. Risa, 
Patty, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciated this conversation. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, always exciting. Always happy to talk to you, Peter. Missing Shri today, but I hope he's feeling well. Um, always wonderful to speak to Patty and everybody at Clorox because they are fantastic partners and fantastic marketers. So uh, we're all aligned there. Yep. And I, Reese, I know we always run into each other at all the trade shows when we're back in the season now. So can't wait to get together with you and, and create some more wonderful social media content. One of our favorite things to do. We are, we are kindred spirits in that way, aren't we? Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So to our audience, thanks for joining us on this episode. We look forward to speaking with you on the next episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Goodbye. Content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.